Alright guys, it's Tommy Eilers here. Uh, I'm the other half of the podcast, and uh, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about my story and what I went through. And uh, my story, it kind of started back in uh, high school. I just, I've always had a feeling of depression and anxiety just every day, really. It wasn't as bad back then, but it was always just, it was always just there, you know. But, uh... It was kind of there every day. Then I, I graduated. Life went on. I, I just kind of dealt with it because it wasn't too terrible. It was just kind of a feeling like, oh man, this kind of sucks. But you know, not too bad. But life went on. You know. Then uh, one day I wake up to my dad telling me that we lost one of my uh, closest cousins because he committed suicide. And uh, after. After that day, my my life just kind of started spiraling downhill. Started just... Should I, should I, can I say I smoke weed every day? Like, keep going? Or should I not say that yet? You can say that, because you... Yeah, okay. Well, really what I did after all that, I I just constantly smoked marijuana. I Every day. Just every day. I just... Multiple times a day, too. I'd just get high, forget about it for a little bit, come down feel like shit start start feeling like shit again then i just i just smoke i just keep smoking every time then i'd come down i'd spark another bowl but time went on it didn't really do much for me i was just doing that for a really long time actually probably for a few months i just didn't talk to really anyone about my feelings i just would go smoke forget about it that's really it then now, I don't know, life has been kind of hit me a lot harder now. I'm still going through the day-to-day struggle just to hold on, you know, like, but my best friend Chris, he, he's been talking to me about it, and he's been really helping me, but it's just, it's, you're not going to get over it in one day. You're not. It's it's going to be, it could be weeks, could be a month, could be two months. It It's just, it's not, it's not going to go away in a few days. It's It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt real bad. Then, uh, but, but that's really not the way to go is just, uh, smoke or go drink to forget about it. And then, oh no couple months go by i'm still kind of fucked up over it i just kept doing drugs drinking forget the pain and i didn't bring up the breakup what yeah i just want you to change yeah and uh i was going through it i was really having a really hard time with life then i went through a breakup of like two years and that I mean, a breakup's gonna mess up anyone, really. I mean, it just kind of added to the fact, and that's just that was kind of my last straw, really. I then I started coming down to Vermilion. I was to hang out with Chris and talk to Chris about everything, but I didn't. I didn't tell. I didn't really talk to them at first. What I was doing, I just came down here just to get fucked up and forget about it. Really, I just wake up one morning. It was on a Tuesday. I just woke up. It was probably 10, 30, 11. I just cracked the first beer. And I just, I went all day. I just, I went all day with it. And then, uh, it's 
it's probably around midnight, I think. I was really hammered, then everyone went to sleep, and then from there, just once you're laying there alone, you're coming down. You, all the thoughts, they just they just come at you all at once, all at once. And that that just hurt, and all you can really do is sit there and think about it, then hopefully you're able to go to sleep, or if you're just up all night. Then next morning comes, just did the same thing just to forget about it. I just drank the whole day just, just to be drunk and just to feel good and not think about any of that uh, bad stuff. And what you drink all day, it's nighttime, everyone wants to go to sleep, and you're just laying there again, and all the thoughts rush to your head again, and you're just constantly thinking about it constantly, constantly. Then you're able to go to sleep, maybe, or you're just up all night. Then what? I'd maybe sleep for like three hours, I'd wake up, then I wouldn't even be hungover too much, and I'd just open another beer right in the morning, and I'd just get fucked up. I'd just get hammered throughout the whole day just to forget about it, but did that for about four days in a row. I just basically was blacked out every day. I don't really even remember what went down those four days, to be honest with you. It, not a good thing to do, really, but that that's just what I did to forget about my pain. Not the smartest move, to be honest with you. It really messed my body up. But, uh, but then after that, after I was doing that for three or four days, Chris... Chris sat me down and he said, told me that's not really a good thing that you're doing. Like, it's like, yeah, you can drink and get fucked up with the boys and have a good time, but it's not good just to get fucked up, just to forget everything, forget the pain, just numb it. That That's, that's just all I was doing. Then after he was talking to me about that for a while, I finally finally opened up to him about everything because I, I, was, I was like that. Back to what I was saying, how my cousin passed away, why I forgot to mention this, why he really passed away. He was, he was there for me. He was, he was my guy. He was really everyone's guy. He was, he was our mentor, me, Chris, my brother, Austin. We, he, he was, he was there for all of us, all, all, whenever we needed him. And then he just so strong headed. He didn't want to tell anyone about how, uh, about how he really felt inside, and then that one night he just couldn't couldn't take it anymore, and he did it, and that was it, and that that's really why I'm telling you this because that's that's not the way to do it, because that's what I was doing, and I was about to really pull the trigger, you know. So then go to the part like um, <clears throat> we kind of open this podcast to show that. Uh, if one of the guys that we knew, like one of the hardest motherfuckers we know, if he went through it, then I know a lot of you guys are. Yeah. So that's why we really started this podcast. Cause my my cousin Johnny, he was he was the baddest and toughest dude I know, and I didn't even realize that he was going through that. So that's why we wanted to make this to tell you guys that it's like it's it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to open up. It's like it's not gonna make you not gonna make you weak. It's not gonna make you soft. It's like, you don't need to always be tough. It, it's really okay to not be okay. But. Go to your part? What? Yeah, I think so.
like, then you gotta be like, um, <clears throat> so I'm gonna hand this over the rest of the time over to Chris. Um, he's the other half, and uh, that's this is gonna be his story. So, so I'd be like, it's, I was like, so that's my story. Is like, it's my first time doing this, so I hope yeah. it's sounding good. All right. So, but that was really uh the my story in a way what I was going through. Uh, so it hopefully it sounded good. It's my first time doing this, but I'm just trying to be out there i'm trying to help people trying to trying to really change the world i'm just trying to save people out here but here's here's my friend chris and here's what he's his story what's up guys i'm chris uh after hear that story from cuba it could be uh really uh touching you the heart you can it can hit closer to home than you think uh cuba he's 20 right now and i'm 22 uh, age, age doesn't really matter when it comes to depression, anxiety, or really any uh, mental issue that we're going to talk about in this show. Uh, it shows that he's super strong to be able to go through what he went through and relive it again through the words that he said. That isn't always the easiest, but it's a, a good coping me- mechanism to kind of help you see that the things that you were doing and now that he's changed... He's, uh, he can say the words and look back at him and remember that that's not the way that he wanted to be like. It was super hard for him to do that, and <clears throat> I respect that a lot, and that's kind of why we, we started this podcast, to uh, raise awareness, you know, because uh, going back to uh, Tommy's cousin, he was uh, he played a big part in my life, too. Um, I was uh, accepted into the Eilers family. Uh, a while back when I was in high school, you know, I was going through my own things and they were there. I went to their Christmases and went to their holidays and Giant was always there, like always supporting me. Never, never asked why I was at my own family thing, you know. And um, he was uh, a really good mentor to me for wrestling. Uh, wrestling, we had one thing in common with all of our friends. We, uh, we were a big wrestling family. And uh, he took a lot of his time to uh, train me, prepare me for tournaments. And he even got me into college wrestling, which I thought was super cool. And he was there to support me when I was on the mat in college, where, you know, your first meet, it, it could be scary. You get anxiety on the side of the mat because you're like, am I really good enough to be on this mat right now in college, you know? Because high school sports, you know, are way different than college. It's, it's really hard getting in college for the, for the sport you love. And I'm just, I just appreciate the things that he did for me and my coaches, and even, like, Tommy and the guys, like, they were there, too. They said that I could do it when I said I couldn't, you know, and that meant a lot, and, uh, that's just kind of, like, the background of me and Johnny. Um, I'm gonna go with my story now. <clears throat> so, uh, if you don't know me that well, I, uh, I was born with a club lip and palate. Uh, it means that you don't have a bridge on your upper part of your mouth. You don't have the front teeth when you're born. It's, uh, it's actually really kind of shitty, but, uh, you know, God, God made, God did it for a reason. He knew I could handle it and I, I'm, I'm doing good. I got one more surgery left, but, uh, the one I'm going to talk about my story where my toughest surgery that I had was a, uh, jaw reconstruction. And what they do in that is they, uh, they break your jaw. So if you have an overbite or a little, uh, underbite, they can align that so it will heal, so you will have barely, it'll be barely noticeable. <clears throat> and uh, I got that when I was in college wrestling my sophomore year, and I had to take a redshirt year for it because it's a, it's a hefty process. It's a two-month recovery of absolutely nothing. You can't, 
you can't lift and you can't you can't you can't even eat you know and eating plays a big part in everyday everyday life you know you gotta eat for that energy you gotta eat for to have the you know like eating can change your mood too if you're hungry like you're gonna be more angry uh you're gonna be like i really just want to get that next like meal you know because everyone lives off that that energy and uh after i got my surgery done i got done and uh, I wasn't really about it. I was like, I don't want to go through this. Because, like, I was just trying to postpone that as long as I could. But the sooner you get it done, the sooner you're done with everything. And uh, my uh, my parents showed me that. And I had my surgery done. <clears throat> they, uh, they wired my jaw shut because that's what they do in a jaw surgery. They have to wire it shut. So uh, everything heals the way that they want it to. I had my jaw wired shut for about two months uh the first month and you know it's gonna be the roughest because you're still in pain uh there's a lot of medicine i had to take i didn't want to take and uh that 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 played a hard part like the first month was already hard it was like i don't want to take this medicine every day i don't want to get out of bed today like i don't want to do anything because i can't do anything and i would i would just lay in my bed all day and my mom tried getting me to eat like just like liquids you know and uh i just wanted about it like i i had no um i had no like drive to even eat you know and that's a big part and uh another big part of my life is lifting and that was taken away from me and and it sucked like so i was like if i'm not lifting i can't eat and all that it was uh, a lot harder than i thought it would be before i got done you know like that, that happens a lot. You always think something's going to be easier than it actually is, and that was my problem. I was like, oh, I got this in the bag, you know. <coughs> and, you know, uh, and it was kind of rough because when it came down to that time that I had to be alone every day and, you, and I had to do the recovering process that no one wants to do, uh, I had a couple of friends that hit me up right after and made sure I was okay, you know, and uh, I appreciated that a lot. Because of all the friends I have, I only had a couple that reached out to me right after. And they were just like, yo, are you alive, bro? You know, like, kind of making the comedy out of it. And that's what I needed at that time. Comedy at that time is what made me happy again. Um, and my friends knew that would. And they <clears throat> they made me laugh. They made me laugh again. Even though, you know, the jaw wired shut, it's pretty hard. But I was laughing on the inside, you know, like all the things they're saying and they're like, hey, I can't wait for you to get back, man. Like, we're not going to lose anything over this. And all the motivation that they gave to me was, <clears throat> it really hit close to home. And even though they weren't going through it, they knew what I was going through. And uh, friends play a big part in people's lives. And uh, I'm glad that I had them there. Uh, so let's go into the second month of that. <clears throat> the second month is when it kind of started. I was... Uh, in a darker place than I usually am, you know. Uh, I was thinking about some things that <clears throat> a lot of people shouldn't be thinking about. And <clears throat> I was always thinking about, like, do I want to keep wrestling if I'm going to keep getting set back? Those setbacks are going to be hard. Like, I, I could be wrestling, be in good shape, and then a surgery has to pop up, and I got I to gotta take a stop. I got to stop at that stop sign. I got to have it done. I can't keep wrestling, you know. And, um, <clears throat> so then I went back to the fact that, like, am I good enough to be even be in college wrestling? Like, <clears throat> I know my teammates and my coaches loved me, and they wanted me to be there. 
but the the problem was like did I want to be there was I good enough to wrestle on that and a big part of wrestling is mental like if you don't believe that you can beat someone on the mat then you won't a lot a big part is the words that you say mean a lot and the actions that you do <clears throat> but going back to the story uh second month uh I was thinking about all that and uh it was uh on December 18th 2018 I uh I didn't even I didn't even write I didn't even write a note or anything. I was just like I was too I was too gone. Like I knew my friends loved me and uh, they had my back, but like at that time I was being kind of selfish. <clears throat> I was kind of doing things for myself and not really caring that they still care about me and that they still love me. They were still there when I was recovering, even if they weren't in the room with me. And uh, <clears throat> I was uh, I was debating on taking my life. You know, like. It can do a lot of things on you when you're isolating in a room, you know? And you guys all know what that that's like. Being in your room late at night, let's say like midnight, you're listening to uh Lil Pete, Juice World, you know, like the sad the the sadder rappers. And um they're they're ta- they they have a lot of lyrics that hit close to home and it was hard for me to see that other people are going through it too. At the time I thought it was only me. Like, at that time, I thought I was the only person in the world that had jaw surgery, you know, and you don't know that. But at that time, that's all I thought. And I was like, I'm not good enough to be here. Um, I don't want to go through this pain anymore. Like, I don't want to suffer through this because two months seems like a short time. But when you're going through things like that, it, it could be really long. It could feel like a decade. And I just felt like I haven't done anything forever, you know, like I couldn't run. I couldn't lift. Couldn't wrestle. I didn't, re- I didn't really play video games that much either. And I'm really big into video games. And I, I would just lay in bed and kind of look at my phone for no reason, you know. And uh, December December 18, 2018 is the date that will always be in my head. That's the date that I was going to leave this world and leave my best friends behind. Leave the family that I had that loves me the most. And at that time, I didn't even think twice, you know. I didn't even think twice that how hurt they would be and um I dealt with that depression I had anxiety when I would go into public because my face my face had changed I didn't look the same so my anxiety hit pretty hard I didn't want to be uh I guess um kind of looked at differently because I looked different than I did three months ago you know it's social anxiety that really hit me hard and uh a lot of people in college have social anxiety where they don't want to be up in front of the class. They don't want to, they don't want to be given a speech or a presentation in front of the class <clears throat> because they're too worried about like, am I wearing the right clothes right now? Am I wearing like what I'm supposed to be wearing? Will I look good enough to be in front of the class? And that's uh, an anxiety that hits close to home for a lot of college students, even high school. And <clears throat> But making that point, going back to the other point about what I was going through, it's like just to kind of think about the fact that Tommy and I both went through the same thing, but it's never the same for any uh, any two people. One person's going to have it. I'm not going. I'm not going to say that it's going. One person's going to have it worse than the other because I kind of I kind of see it as being the same problem just at a different level <clears throat> and by that what i mean is um for example tuba he was 
like still able to go out and do things, you know, like I wasn't. But Cuba, he was still out. He, he was going out, doing things, and uh, we saw that he was hurting inside. And you can see, like, you can see that in your friend's eyes, like when they're drunk, when they're on something. Like you always know when they're not being themselves if you've known that long. If they're your best friend, you can see when they're hurting, and you can see when they're happy for real. You know, and uh, one big factor that we need to rely on is uh, the friendships that we make and the people that we hang out with and um, that's what everybody's parents told them growing up you know like the people that you hang out with will be the kind of person that you'll become and uh, I believe that I believe that to a certain point I know that uh, the better people that you're with they're going to kind of show you that uh, the things that they do and why they're nice and like why they do the things that they do and then there's some people out there that are in the they're stuck in the same time loop we are they're not bad people you know but they're going through depression but they're handling it in the same way that uh tommy was handling it they're getting drunk or doing some kind of drug and you know sometimes that fix fixes a person and but most of the time that's just gonna make it worse because at the end of the day at the end of the day you have to be able to look in the mirror and be like is this who i want to be is this really who i am and that's a part of that and that's a part of life that a lot of people can't do they can't look that and they can't look in the mirror and be like yes this is who i want to be i want my life to be like this all the time and that's the hardest part you know like if you can't look at you if you can't look at yourself in the mirror and be be content with that or be okay be content be like this is me and i love it you know then that that i'm happy for you and that's that's what you need <clears throat> to uh be able to live a happy or uh enjoyable life with your friends you know you don't always want to be that guy in the dumps and uh but speaking on that point always being that guy in the dumps that's not always the bad thing it may be the friends that you're with can't see that can't see that you're hurting and they're not going to offer you the help because they don't know you know and that's a big part <clears throat> in college and high school you make a lot of friends and uh one word of advice that i always got from my parents was pick your friends wisely because the the ones that you pick first will be the ones that will be with you for the rest of your life and in my life so far, that has been the factor. Uh, you know, like I, one of my best friends, we, I played football, but I went to a different school. I transferred to Lawton in fourth grade. And, uh, you know, he, he was still there. And uh, he became my best friend because he never looked at me in a different way. He never saw me as an outsider. He, uh, he never like looked at my appearance and been like, oh, I'm going to judge you because you don't look the same as me, you know? And he, I, he was accepting. And to this day, we're still best friends. And at the moment, we live together. And I transferred to USD to uh, go to school here. Um, they, have a, they have a better criminal justice system here, uh, or like class-wise. And I really like that. And uh, I think a big part was I wanted to be with my one of my best friends, you know? And... Um, <clears throat> It's been fun. It's been really fun. Like, going to college can always be fun, but 
it's the things that you don't want to talk about that aren't fun, you know? And that's the reason why we kind of made this podcast. It's to show that in college, you're supposed to be, like, the stereotypical college student is you go to class, you get your homework done, and then what you do on the weekends, you go, you get, you know, you party. Where's the next party going to be? And uh, I'm not saying that's the wrong thing because, like, we do that too. And it's just that what kind of state of mind are you going to be in when you're at that party? Like, are you going to be in a happy mood or are you going to be in a sad mood? You guys got to realize that alcohol is a depression. And if you're not fully committed to having a good time, being there with your boys, being there with your your girls, you know, like you won't be happy in that situation and they will be able to see that. So your vibes will run, run off onto them. And it's just not a fun time for everyone there, you know? And you always want to be having a good time in life. You know, you don't live long enough to not have a good time sometimes. But going back to the hard part, I, uh, going back to the hard part, talking about it is, uh, you look at yourself and you're like, who, who do I talk to? Who can I trust? Who, who will not judge me for who I am? And, uh, the answer to that question is, uh, Tommy and I, we're always going to have our uh, DMs open, our social media open. Uh, you guys can always hit us up. It might not be right away because you got to realize that <laughs> we're in school too, you know. Like, we got some, we got we got other things that we got to do. But you guys are still going to be a priority. Um, for all the OGs that listen to this, like, you know that we always got your back. We will always be there no matter what kind, what, no matter what day it is. And for all the people that, <clears throat> that we don't even know, we're going to be there for you. Like, you can tell us anything. There's going to be no judgment. And that's why we started this podcast. We wanted a no judgment zone for uh, some of the topics that are a lot deeper and darker than you want to talk about with uh, maybe a family member or even a best friend. Because a big thing is, like, you don't, want, you don't want your best friend to see you as, like, you know, like being like a bitch. But at the end of the day, you're not being a bitch. You're you're struggling with things that are bigger than you. And you need advice or you need someone to talk to to understand it. It, it It's hard. It's going to be hard. But hopefully through the, the words that we say and uh, the support that we give you guys, we hope that you guys know that we always got your back. Our DMs are always open. And... Um, just to emphasize on the goals of this podcast, uh, it's going to be to, it's going to be like a support group, you know, like it's going to be a virtual support group. It's going to be like, we're all, it's going to be like, we're all in the same room, but we're really not, but it feels like it, you know? And that's what we want it to be. We want, we want it to be a safe environment for people to be vulnerable and guys out there for all you guys out there, like being vulnerable like has always been seen as being like a pussy you know but it's 2020 man like these times are crazy and uh it could be taking a toll on your mental health maybe you just want to talk to another guy you know that's been there and like can help you through it you don't gotta be alone and uh kind of going back with Cuba or Tommy I call him Cuba that's how I grew up with him but going back to his, his point about Johnny uh, yeah, he was the uh, hardest motherfucker that I've ever talked to. 
but he was also the guy that was always there for us. And we wish that <clears throat> he could have came to us. But already having the rep as being a bash motherfucker, it, it can be hard, you know? Like, you're already known as that guy, that dude, that man, you know? And uh, we don't want anybody else to end up like that. And we think that telling you guys our stories and kind of what Johnny went through uh, so that he can look down and be like, I'm proud of you guys to open that up because it's hard to talk about. It's a hard topic. No one wants to talk about it, you know? No one does. No no one's going to walk up and come through the door and be like, yo, let's talk about depression today, you know? No, that's not the thing. And uh, one last thing for me is uh, it's it's gonna get better sometime and it's not gonna be tomorrow it's not gonna be the next day it might not even be a week but it will and talking through your problems with other people can really help your mental health and show that you are worth it and that there are a lot more things in life that you need to look at and and as long as you can grasp that idea you can start loving yourself again and be like i am i am a bad motherfucker you know like i am a you know, I am a guy, and you can go back to living that life, you know, and you can always look back and be like, I, I beat it, I beat that, I'm, I'm stronger than that, I can do it, and that's a really good thing for life, like, if you can beat it once, you can beat it twice, if you can beat it twice, you can beat it three times, you know, because it doesn't, it doesn't just go away, it's gonna be there forever, you know, and it's the way that you look at it, and, uh, that's gonna be the end of my bit, um, Tommy wants to come in with some uh, ending, closing words for this podcast, and uh, we hope that you guys enjoyed it. We hope that you guys take this journey with us uh, down this really tough road. All right, so I just wanted to say one more thing about what I was saying earlier. When I was saying I was getting blackout drunk for those four days, I uh, I did some really stupid stuff. I I don't remember a lot of it, but I know I've texted a lot of people. I know I called a lot of people. And if I if I talked to you during that time when I was just constantly drunk, I know I said some stupid stuff to you guys. And I just, from the bottom of my heart, I really just wanted to apologize because that, that wasn't me. That that really wasn't me. Then after after those four days, when they, they, they finally told me, it's like, you're not going to drink that next day. And I was like, all right. It's like, well, we won't do it. But no one was awake that next day, and I started started drinking real early in the morning. I got like four four or five down. I was buzzing a little bit. That's when Chris came out and talked to me. And uh, after that conversation, we talked for a while. And I mean, we talked for a while. And after, after that conversation, that's really what kind of changed me. Because after that, I, I dumped out the beer. I threw everything away. It's like, I haven't touched... For those of you that don't know me, I started vaping back when I was like a sophomore in high school. So you guys know how addicting nicotine is. That's that shit's hard to beat. Let me tell you. <laughs> then uh, smoking, I I did smoke. I'm gonna be honest with you guys here. I don't have anything to hide. I don't have any regrets. I started smoking weed when I was a freshman, and it just took off ever since then. I, freshman, I kind of I was kind of iffy on it every weekend. Kind of sophomore year came. Yeah, I still had to hide it from my parents, so I was kind of doing it only at nighttime. But then, after sophomore year, I just found my own place and I just smoke up. I just smoke up all the time, 
But now, after Chris talked to me, it's like I put down the weed, I put down the booze, I put down the nick, I straight cold turkey everything. It's really, really hard. Let me tell you, it's only like four days, but I've been going through the withdrawals like no other. But one goal I have, some of you that do know me probably going to think of this as a joke, but my goal is I, I won't touch any of that for one whole year. One whole year. And yeah, that, that's really it. Then also another thing uh, with this, uh, what Chris was saying about the social media is being open. Uh, I'm kind of still going through my stuff, you know, still day to day struggle with me, but I'm still pushing. I'm still going my I actually deleted all my social media just because I was kind of just worried about everything else. I was worried what was going on and everything. So I deleted everything so I could just worry about myself and better myself. But uh, contact Chris. And then if you want to talk to me, if you want to talk to both of us, he'll give you my personal number and I will, we can text, we can call, FaceTime, whatever. We're just here to try to save some of you. And um, a couple of closing statements is uh, September is uh, National Suicide uh, Awareness Month and Prevention. And uh, it's pretty cool that a month has, one month has that name, you know. Everyone knows what September is about. And um, one big thing is is that, you know, some people be like, oh, September's coming. That's the time, you know. And uh, one thing we want to uh, emphasize on is that it's not only one month out of the year, it's 12. Because you never know when someone else is going through something, man. Like, 12, 12 months out of the year, like th- that whole year. It, it could be a struggle. It, it's not only September. And we just want to let you guys know that we are here for you guys. We are with you guys. And uh, don't think for a minute, minute that uh, we're not going through it either because we are. But together, we want to help change your guys' perspective and uh, maybe help you. Be that person that you can talk to. That one person that you always wanted to be able to talk to, but you, you, you just never got it. Um, we're here for that. And uh, Cuba's got... Tommy has one more thing that he wants to say before we end this uh, the first podcast. And uh, the last thing I was trying to say was these, these past couple months, I have made a lot of enemies. I have started a lot of crap with people. And me now, it's like I, I don't want any hate. It's like if, if you think we have a problem, you can hit me up. We can squash it. It's like I don't have a problem with anyone. If you think I hate you, you're going through it. It's like I will talk to you for an hour, two hours, however long it is. I will talk to anyone. I do not hate anyone. I, I love you all. And with that, um, we love you guys. Uh, be safe out there. Hit us up whenever. Uh, love you guys.